Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we have a World Series champion. The Houston Astros win their second World Series in franchise history, although it could be their first, depending on how you look at it. But in the official record books, it is their second World Series championship, Three game, four games to two. I can't do math. Four games to two over the Philadelphia Phillies. They win game six. In Houston, Saturday night, a monster home run by Jordan Alvarez, the difference maker in the game, a 4-1 to one victory, and the Astros are on top of the baseball world. It's been a really fun postseason, a great World Series, Trey. I really enjoyed watching it, even though I wasn't really interested in either of the teams rooting for the teams. They both had interesting storylines to follow. I'm not particularly a fan of either of them, but it was a very entertaining series. Instant reaction to the Astros winning the World Series. What are your thoughts? Their dominant pitching won it for them. Like, really, it was outside of that 5-1 game for the Phillies. It was dominant pitching for Houston to win it. I, I was happy for Trey Mancini and Dusty Baker. And that was maybe Justin Berlander because he's from, you know, the 804 area like myself. But they, I think the only team that could have probably beat was was L.A. at the end. In L.A., did and they let you know they choked it to to San Diego. I just I think at the end of the day, Philadelphia was so restricted, especially in the bullpen, with the arms they could use. Unlike the Astros, who just had lockdown guy after lockdown guy after lockdown guy, that ultimately led to Houston winning. I mean, Houston has been the most consistent franchise, maybe you know next to what L.A the last five years and they've been this is what four world series the last six and they've now gone two and two and that you keep taking swings at it you're going to win this has been the most consistent organization we've seen and it ends up their consistency and their lights out pitching you know won them another world series and you have to give credit to what they've done because they've lost pieces you look at you know they lost carlos Correa, they lost George Springer, they, you know, so on and so forth. They lost Garrett Cole and they still retool and they still have great pitching. They still have a great lineup and they still, still win. Yeah. A, uh, like you said, a dominant run for the Astros since 2017, they have made six consecutive ALCS appearances, which is an American league record four world series appearances. And as you mentioned, they've won two of those world series now and they have lost two, but I think this championship is huge for the Astros because 2017, in the moment, it was a great year. I think they had a lot of people rooting for them. Hurricane Harvey had just slammed Houston. The team was rallying together, bringing the city and the fans together to have something to root for in the face of that, that tragedy. And they go on a magical run and win the World Series, their first championship in franchise history. Then two years later, all this news comes out that they were stealing signs and doing so illegally. And so... I think for a lot of people, that 2017 World Series kind of went away. So winning this year is huge for them because it really solidifies that 
no matter what, this is still a dominant team. As far as we know, there's no cheating going on right now. Like you said, they have lost. No, a there's, lot of there's cheating. I wouldn't I, be I shocked. Mean, there's cheating. I mean, it's just they didn't get caught. Like, there's always cheating in baseball. Come on. All right. All right. But like you said, they, they've lost a lot of people, a lot of key pieces from those earlier dominant teams. And they're still here. And this year they won. They got the job finished after losing to the Nationals in 2019 and losing to the Braves last year. They finished the job. They win their second World Series. So I think this is a really big one because this kind of this is kind of a way for them to, you know, shut up the haters a little bit because everyone's like, oh, yeah, you got that one World Series, but it has an asterisk next to it. They won this one. So I, I think that this is a huge World Series victory for the Astros. A uh, very entertaining series. Hats off to the Phillies. They had a great season. They had a great run. They played a great series. I'm happy to see them lose, though. I can't stand the Phillies. I can't stand Bryce Harper still. So I'm happy to see them lose. Uh, it was just a really entertaining series. Jeremy Pena is something else. That kid is really special for the Houston Astros. He's First, the same age as us, Matt. <laughs> Did you see that stat? That Don't uh... tell me that. Yeah, but did you see the stat like when Dusty Baker had his managerial debut that Justin Pena's dad was on the team for the Cardinals? Oh my gosh. And that's crazy. That's incredible. But he's the uh, he's the first position pl- first rookie position player to win World Series MVP. He had a fantastic series for the uh for the Astros in the World Series. He batted 400 with a 600 slugging percentage, a home run, 3 RBIs, 2 doubles. Fantastic series. He was, I think, he also the first rookie to get a hit in the first six games of a World Series. And think about this. This is the crazier part about it. Who he's the replacement to Carlos Correa, who's really good. <laughs> right. Like Carlos Correa is really good. And the answer is like, yeah, you can go. And we got this kid, and they got better. Like that's that's like I'm. Like, I'm not going to curse again because I don't want you to cut it out again. Make you do extra work late tonight. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. It is amazing. I mean, it's them in Atlanta. Like, that's what you, this organization, like, that's insane. Like, that's what you want your farm system to be. Like, I think there's only a few farm systems that can do that. I think the Yankees want to get there studying that team. I think Atlanta sort of has gotten there and has now reached that point where they have all these long-term contacts with a really young core and they were able to replace people. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, this this team's not going away anywhere. Um, will you talk more about Dusty? And Because at this point, I, I would not be shocked if Dusty retires because he's, what, 87? He's, right? he's 73. 87, 73. 73. <laughs> I have my numbers mixed up. <laughs> I think I saw like something about 1987. That's what got him. Yeah, he's 70. Okay, well, my point still remains. He's 70. Yeah, I mean, he's still he's still up there in age. Yeah, I would not be shocked if he retires, and deservingly so, because his next stop is Cooperstown, and he's a Hall of Fame manager. Um, but it, we'll see what happens next. But I I think the job that Dusty did from you know refocusing this team after the scandal, and you know that. 2020 season was so hard for them, even though they didn't play in front of fans and they snuck into the playoffs. They still had a run to the ALCF that year, but he kind of had to write the ship of just kind of, I wouldn't say the talent on the team. The talent was always there, but like 
the attitude of this team because you definitely could tell the spirit and, and this team was altered by that scandal and just how baseball reacted to it and right. they weren't able to handle it and it took really until that 2020 playoff run to kind of get the ship corrected and they got back going and that's a credit to dusty yeah we talked about this in the past couple episodes but he that that hire by the astros to bring him in after the the cheating scandal came out that was a really really smart hire because he's the kind of leader that they needed in that clubhouse to to get things under control and i'm i'm really happy for him you know as long as he's been a manager he has the up until last night he had the most wins as manager without winning the world series but now he's got a world series ring uh there, there's no there's not going to be any uh i think it was keith law tweeted this out there's not going to be any but to his legacy now no one's ever going to look at his career and say yeah he was a great manager but he never won the world series because now he's got that championship now you know uh, he he can be content with everything that he's accomplished i'm really happy for him uh i've always liked him as a manager really happy for trey mancini as you mentioned earlier also with everything that he's been through you know battling cancer and beating that and being there for the orioles rebuild for so long and you know it's a shame that he won't get to be there when the orioles you know, see the success of that rebuild, but he was here in Houston to win a World Series this this uh, this playoff series. So I'm really happy for Trey Mancini. I think that he's a really good guy and he deserves this. Uh, Justin Verlander too. You know, it's his second ring. Uh, local guy from here in Central Virginia. So love to see him win. But uh, yeah, it's it was a, a good series. Happy for those guys. You know, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman. You know, it's their second ring. Their first one is a little tarnished, but. Uh, you know, good for them. They're still really great players. So Houston, just such a dominant team. And I just don't think that that's going to go away anytime soon. Uh, Jeremy Pena, as we mentioned, won the World Series MVP. Another guy that could have been in contention for MVP was the starting pitcher last night, Frember Valdez, who went 2-0 and in this series. He made two starts, pitched 12 and a third innings, gave up just two runs on six hits, and struck out 18 batters. That is a dominant pitching run by Framber Valdez in this series to win those two games, to strike out 18 batters, only give up two runs. And they came at crucial times. He pitched in game two after the Astros lost game one, but they gave up a five run comeback to the Phillies to lose game one. He goes out, pitches a dominant game two. The Astros win, tie up the series. And then he comes out Saturday night, pitches a dominant game six. The Astros win the series. So Clutch moments from Framber Valdez, a terrific performance on the mound, and he's just one of the the many key pieces in that Astros rotation and bullpen that you mentioned at the beginning of this episode. That that I mean, that's what won the series for them is that pitching staff. Yeah, absolutely. Their bullpen was lights out. Their starters were lights out. I mean, it was. The difference was pitching. It was as simple as that. And I think, you know, you have to give credit to Houston. The pitching ultimately, and it's starting to become a consistent thing. I think if you have the better pitching, you're a win. And that's how baseball works now. Like, you can't – it's definitely just something in which – which it's been, like. I can't even put into words like how good that pitching performance was. I think that staff as a whole and that bullpen put on one of the most lights out performances. You'll like 
one bad game. Really, game one was, you know, game one probably maybe two bad games and two games they lost. But I would argue really just that one bad game, which was the one they gave up five home runs in game three. Game one was it happens, but game three was probably their bad pitching performance. And you that's why they won the World Series, and that's why they're champ. Speaking of pitching performance by the Astros in this World Series, since the last time we recorded, they uh, they threw a no-hitter. Of course, we got to mention that. Game four in Philadelphia, a combined no-hitter. Christian Javier got the start, and three other pitchers pitched in, and the Astros no-hit the Phillies in game four in Philadelphia. First World Series no-hitter since Don Larson's perfect game in 1956, and the first postseason no-hitter since Roy Halladay in the 2020 or 2010 NLDS. So it'd been a while since we've seen something like this. Been a long time since we've seen it on the World Series stage. That was a terrific performance by the uh, the Astros pitching staff in a really historic moment. So that was really cool to see on on Wednesday night. Yeah, that was uh it's always cool to watch legendary stuff. And you know, I know I'm gonna bleed into the other world, but I was you know, I was at Barnesville when the Hail Melon happened. It's just a move that Ross Chat, if you don't watch NASCAR, just you probably have seen the video. Watch it. Like he to get the final spot in the championship four, which happened today as we record this Sunday night. Basically did the video game move. Anyone played an NASCAR video game, rode the wall and passed five cars. And like you kind of you contextualize like that's an historic sports moment. And so watching that, it's like, you know, you it's like, oh, this is gonna be remembered forever. Like this is what this this is the second no hitter in World Series. I hate the fact they freaking pulled him in the seventh. And I was like, come on. Like that that kind of upset me. Like, let the guy go. Like, let the guy go for it. Like this is like this is not like I that's a combined no hitter. Like it puts again a theme with the Astros, an asterisk on it. <laughs> and, and it's like, come on, like what the you know, like yeah, it's the it's the it's the freaking World Series. Like he has a no hitter in the World Series. This is not like the dog days of summer and you're playing BF like the Arizona Diamondbacks and Oof, he has a no hitter. This is game four of the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. I I get it, but I also, you know, counterpoint, it is the World Series. You gotta give him the best chance to to win the game. So you know. What the analytics say about you know facing a, a lineup for the third time. So, you know, if you think that he's showing any signs of slowing down, or if you think the, it's simple the, as this, if he gives up one hit, you pull him. I mean, like, yeah, it's you that could. Simple. It's that's you had a lights out bullpen anyway. Yeah. So what's the difference of of having three guys play and giving up one hit and having a shutout than three guys and getting a no hitter? It's not really that big of a difference. Let the guy go for the no hitter. I would have liked to see one guy see Christian Javier finish the whole thing. That would have been cooler. Um, but still, a combined no hitter is it's still an impressive feat. It's still cool to see. Um, and you know, for the Philadelphia lineup, not a good showing for them in that game. So, uh, big win for the Astros in game four with that. The uh, the combined no hitter but yeah i would have liked to see javier finish the game that would have been it would have been cooler if it had happened that way but that's the way the game's played these days um so yeah the, a uh, a really entertaining series throughout lots of good games um 
I want to ask you something. That home run by Jordan Alvarez last night that put the Astros up three to one after the Phillies. Can we describe it as a home run? It seems like it was a nuclear bomb. I mean, just, yeah. He hit it 450 feet. So Kyle Schwarber hit a, a one run homer to put the Phillies up. And then just a few moments later, Alvarez just destroys one to center field 450 feet, like you said, over the batter's eye. And that makes it three to one in favor of the Astros. Similar home run in Houston last year in the World Series. Jorge Soler from the Atlanta Braves with a massive shot to put the Braves Braves up and help win the World Series. Also in Game Six, I don't know where do those two where do those two home runs how do they compare to each other? I don't know. That's that's a pretty Uh, big one. Oh man, me pretends to be shocked. (laughs) I don't. I I think I. Look, I'll, you guess what you think. I think Horace listen, I'll put my bias aside. Finally got a title, and, and I got my, to cry that night. I'll put my bias aside. When we look back at those two home runs 20 years from now, I bet the Jordan Alvarez one is going to be bigger because he was playing for Houston at home, and it was just such a mm-hmm. massive home yeah, run. That's what you really think. That is what I think. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but, Matthew. I'll say Jorge Soler's bigger just for uh, you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Because I love you. <laughs> Lots of good moments in this World Series. It was a very good one. Um, at the Astros, obviously, they're probably going to be back here next year, at least competing for it. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a seventh straight ALCS. They could be back in the World Series next year. Phillies, I don't know. They've got a good team. They got really hot at the end of the season, but they struggled a lot through the regular season. They almost didn't make the playoffs. So I don't know if we can say confidently that the Phillies will be back here next year. They're a bit more of a question mark. You know, obviously Bryce Harper's there for the long haul. JT Realmuto, Kyle Schwarber signed a three-year contract before this season. So those guys are all there. Um, but, you know, is Philadelphia going to be back in this position next year? I don't know. That's That's the big question to ask because Houston, definitely Philadelphia. I could see it going either way. I bet you neither team make the world series next year, but yeah, I agree. I, I've had to pick one to get back. It's Houston. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, do we want to give super duper early world series predictions for next year? I mean, we can for fun. We can. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, I was, I was planning on ending the episode with that. Okay, we can end it with that. Well, well, that's called a tease, folks. Welcome to the. <laughs> yeah, coming he, up. He on... doesn't tell me the rundown effort. He just says, "Hey, I'll we're start sending it to you." I'll start sending it to you. But uh, yeah, coming up later in this. That's episode how we've done for how area. long we've done this podcast? Four years? No, Something no, we like five years. No, six years. Because we started what? Soft. This is min. Welcome to Inside Baseball. Literally, we started what? Your our sophomore years of college. Yeah, sophomore. Yes. Yeah, sophomore year. So, um, and it would be four years since we've graduated in the fall it, <laughs> next spring. So, yeah, about six years. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're old. We'll get it down one of these days, but coming up later, um, our bold World Series predictions for next year. All right, before we uh, get to our predictions for next season, some news and notes from around Major League Baseball. We are in the offseason now so offseason hot stove stuff is already happening the Braves and the Rockies made the first trade of the offseason although it's not a uh, blockbuster trade not going to get anybody too excited but the Braves 
did acquire outfielder Sam Hilliard from the Rockies in exchange for right-handed pitcher Dylan Spain. So first trade of the offseason is underway. And then one of the big free agents is not going to be a free agent. Edwin Diaz has struck a deal with the Mets, a five-year, $102 million deal. Trey's imitation of the trumpets. They will be staying in New York for the next five seasons. That's good for the Mets. He was a key piece this year. They got to lock him up. Um, So, I, I, you know, good for them. That's probably one of the big things on their priority list this offseason, and they've already got it done. So you got to like the uh, the proactiveness from the Mets. But free agency will start soon, and we will have a lot of stuff to watch, including Trey's favorite player, Aaron Judge, going to be a free agent. We resigned with New York Yankees. Resigned with the New York Yankees. That is our official stance of this podcast, and we are not going to say anything otherwise. I don't know. Um, hey, Matthew. Remember how supportive I was during the Freddie Freeman stuff? Right, right. So, yeah, I think he ends up back in New York. Good boy. With which team? The Yankees. Yeah. Good the boy. Yankees. But if I had Thank to make a bold prediction, I, I already said it when we talked with Billy Parvatam. I said he goes to the Mariners and they make a World Series run next year. Yeah, I think he's. But that's I my, think he's that's had, my really bold prediction. I think he. I honestly do think he ends up staying with the Yankees. He is going to stay with the Yankees or become a Giant. I think it's one those of those are, two options. Yeah, those are the two main possibilities. Because I think he loves. I think he loves. He loves being a Yankee, and he loves that fan base, and he knows that. If he went to the Mets, they would hate him forever. If he went to the Giants, they wouldn't. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, So free agency starts. But he's going to the Yankees. Probably. Most likely. Uh, Free agency starts on November 10th. That is when free agents can negotiate and sign with any team around Major League Baseball. So, yeah, very quick turnaround this offseason. I feel like that's quicker than usual. November 10th, also the deadline for teams to tender contracts to their eligible free agents with a qualifying offer. So, big date coming up this week. That'll be uh, fun to watch once free agency gets underway. All right, let's wrap it up with our World Series predictions for next year. Way too early, World Series picks. Also, I'm not shocked that when Diaz got re-signed, you didn't ask me for my thoughts. We kind of went to judge $100 million closer. best. Cl- he was maybe the best closer in baseball last year, this season. Now I'm already saying last year, um, but so good for the Mets. Uh, but that's – we'll see what happens with uh, Mr. DeGrom. And also, oh, yeah. I saw this today. I know we didn't talk about it. Anthony Rizzo did opt out of his player option, so he's also a free agent. So oh, I missed that. What the Yankees will do with that. All right. So so there you go. Yeah, that's a big big name to watch as well, and I forgot. I'm not you right. Look – Trey's not as uh, I pull up my lock screen, not ready to move on from that this year. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe they'll both come back. The Eagles are undefeated, so we'll be good. We'll you stay and definitely come you. back. I meant Rizzo and Judge. I know what you meant, but mine is Stanton and yeah. Judge. All right. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's do this. You want to go first? I always go first with these things. So you can all go right. first. All right. Yeah, I guess I can go first. I'm going to say Padres and Astros. 
The Astros are getting back. They're too dominant. No one's going to stop them. The Padres had a really good season. They, you know, they beat the Dodgers. They made it to the NLCS. They had a fantastic run. I think that they put it all together next year and they make it to the World Series. But the Astros repeat. I agree with you. It's going to be San Diego. I wanted it. No. No, I'm going Atlanta. I think the Braves. Oh, all right. All right. I like that. And they're going to take on a team that finally made the correction. And I'm not correction that they needed to make. And I think they'll bounce back this year. I think they're going to make one move in the offseason. Southside is going to go to the World Series. Give me. I picked them in the beginning of last year. They changed the manager. I liked who they hired. So I think we're gonna have a White Sox, Padre or Braves World Series. That would be fun. That would be. I fun wanted one. to go Yankees, but I don't trust them, so I'm going the White Sox. I didn't want to pick Houston. I thought you were gonna different. say Yankees, and I like I don't know how many times you've said Yankees Braves World Series that one of these years it's gotta happen. I know, right? I pick it every year. <laughs> it's gonna happen one day, but Braves White Sox that would be good. That would be entertaining. I would like that. Hey, my Super Bowl pick looks good this year. You know, the Bills lost it. I said Bills over Eagles, so it looks pretty good. All right. There you go. Uh, I do want to point out that on Billy's podcast, the the Pulse with BP, I have gotten the World Series pick right the past three years once we get to the World Series. So, granted, there's a 50-50 chance each time. but I've Yeah, but I'm right pretty sure we agreed the years. last two years. So, I've gotten the last two. Okay. All right. Well. All and right. I, I definitely picked the Braves. I picked, yeah, you did. All right. Congratulations, Matt. Let me everyone who's listening, if you're in your car, don't clap. But if you're not in your car and you're just walking around, give them a round of applause. Thank you. You Thank can you. also tweet a Matkins in the news at Trelau VTs where you can get me. Give us your bold predictions for this offseason for the World Series in 2023, which that's weird to say. <laughs> give us your thoughts on what's gonna happen. Give us a five-star review wherever you get the podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting us all year. Another season. Time to go to off-season baseball talk. And uh, it's going to be hot and heavy. I think this is going to be an interesting free agency period. So that's going to be fun. But another season in the books, Matt. Aaron Judge will become MVP by the time we talk again, maybe. And uh, thanks so much for uh, joining us this episode of Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.